Today on Behind the Headlines, are you struggling to finish up all of that holiday shopping? Wondering what's going on with the supply chain? Well, we have answers for you, but you might not like them. Taylor DeSormo and Lindsay Moore joined us to talk about holiday shopping and the supply chain on today's episode. As I said, our guest today talking supply chain, Taylor DeSormo and Lindsay Moore. And as always, Vice President of Content, John Heiner, how are you, my friend? Thank you very much, Eric, for that wonderful introduction. I appreciate it as always. And welcome back to the holiday season in Michigan. Um, we talked last week or, or so, it was a week ago, about the Lions, which of course is part of the holiday tradition, the Thanksgiving game. But uh, right after our Lions disappointment and we digest the turkey, we go into heavy shopping season, Black Friday. And uh, that's a sport for everybody in Michigan uh, and across the country. So it's an interesting year, to say the least, for retail. Um, it was an interesting year last year, a lot of disruption in the industry. And, you know, we still had Christmas. We're still going to have Christmas this year. And as always, MLive stalwart reporters are on the story talking about what we can expect this year, what's happening for both uh, shoppers and retailers here in Michigan and across the country. I've been writing some stories on the topic, and I, I thought it would be a good topic to explore today as we enter uh, the heavy push towards Christmas. So today I want to welcome from our statewide team, Taylor DeSormo. Good afternoon, Taylor. Hey, how's it going? And also from the statewide team, reporter Lindsay Moore. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, John. How are you? Great. Thank you. Do you have your Christmas list ready for me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm ahead of the game, which is a trend that we can talk about. We're shopping earlier this year. <laughs> well, that, that's cool. I thought maybe you were going to say like extra PTO and, and a pay raise. But, you know, if I get off the hook that easy, I'll, I'll be happy. <laughs> So anyways, why don't we uh, why don't we just pick up generally with the story? I mean, everybody's out there on Amazon, of course. Um, I We're working in our home offices. It's kind of funny. I'm sitting on the second floor of my house and looks out on the, the little circle in the subdivision I live in. And that FedEx truck and those UPS trucks are just a constant circle around my neighborhood. And that, you know, everyone's kind of used to that. But uh, more so than ever during the COVID era um, and people ordering from home, maybe brick and mortar might be struggling. We can talk about that today. But why don't you both give an overview of some of the topics that you've been covering on retail and what's the landscape this year and how it might be different from last year and certainly different from pre-COVID era? Sure. Well, I think e-commerce is a great way to start this conversation. It couldn't be more relevant to what I'm working on today. Uh, Senator Gary Peters was having a subcommittee about the supply chain, and it was a lot about shipping and why is that so backed up. And um, the folks in the know are pointing to we have bought things in mass quantity. They're moving more cargo than they ever have. And so that means for the average consumer, you're going to get it later and you need to buy it earlier and all of um and it might be at a higher cost because all of that comes down to retail too of you know if they're paying more than double what they did in shipping then it all kind of compounds on top of each other so e-commerce supply chain all of that is going to be part of your christmas shopping this year whether you want it to be or not to be frank mm -hmm. And it sounds like people have started shopping early, right, Lindy? I mean, I know I've heard, I think the Michigan Retailers Association said October was one of their best months in a long time. And that was because they believe people started shopping earlier. So have you been hearing the same? 
Oh yeah, yeah. And especially, and that's been a trend that's inched up a little bit over the years and then really took off. I think people are getting a little more educated too. They're finally reading the news, right? That they know that the supply chain is hitting them in every part of their daily lives. Um, and yeah, it's definitely reflective in sales and in inventory. You know, a lot of the small businesses I talked to really pushed that. They have hashtags, especially for toy shopping right now to, to do it early because, um, you know, I talked to small retailers that said they have been ordering, especially toys, stuff that they know it's going to be in demand since the summer. They knew it was going to be a huge backlog. Um, and that also means that they can't restock as quickly. So get it now or lose out completely is kind of the risk you're taking this year. Yeah. And, and even Walmart, I was seeing they, they didn't just have a Black Friday sale, but they had their pre-Black Friday sale where you could go early um, and different places would do deals kind of throughout the month instead of just having everyone rush in on one day. And part of that might be COVID related, but also part of it is trying to get the supply chain so they don't have everybody at once, but they can kind of spread it out. Are there areas that the supply chain seems to be the most stressed uh, types of, pro I mean, for instance, it's not unless you're car shopping for a gift for Christmas, but you know, the auto industry is really struggling with a uh, chip shortage. And that's been written about a lot. I've actually know people personally who are like, waiting six months for a vehicle. Um, I, I went back to service a car I bought in August and their showroom was completely empty. There was zero, they had zero cars. I mean, so is there anything in the retail space that that's a sector that's particularly stressed this, this holiday season? You know, I wish I could give you one thing to avoid, but I feel like I would be doing you a disservice to do that because it does feel like it's touching a little bit of everything. And, and that includes like your household items, right? I mean, by no means are we empty shelves and, you know, limited stock on toilet paper, but I do feel like there's a little bit of everything that you're going to see less of for one reason or another, like whether it is the shipping or it is the people buying early. Um, I don't know, Taylor, have you seen a certain trend in one department or another? Um, well, it's interesting. It, it all comes back to supply and demand, right? So if there's there's less supply in these things, um, the, the prices are going to go up to hopefully lower the demand. So I've been kind of looking at a lot of the inflation numbers in terms of what prices are rising. And the thing that's rising the most is gasoline and en energy, which means it pretty much filters down to everything because that's mm -hmm. how they deliver all the products. Um, so I, I've seen a lot of different things. Um, I was looking more at kind of food and things like that, like uh, meat and bacon is tremendously up in price from last year. Um, and, and things even beyond that too, like, like hotel stays and things like that. One thing that I found that actually was cheaper than last year, down 20% in price was smartphones. And I'm not sure if maybe smartphones were just super expensive last year. I, I don't know the, 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 the details on that one, but it, that was one of the only ones that was actually down in price compared to last October. So that was an interesting one. One thing, it, 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 is, it seems totally random to me, um, but I, I suppose if somebody works on the shipping logistics, they could tell you they have a list of what you can't get. But I'll go into a store like Admire store and you go down an aisle and you just greeted with like a shelf, like a certain product that's just not there. <laughs> and you look at the tag and you go, wow, you know, they, they, they can't get uh, dust busters right now. Um, you know, it just seems a little random to the average consumer. And I, I've also noticed doing some Christmas shopping online, you know, Amazon, usually you just typed in the words and bam, their stuff was there. And I've run into a couple occasions where stuff's either been back ordered, sold out, or the, the shipping dates in January. And you're like, wow, I'm not, I'm not used to that. Mm -hmm. 
It is a little bit of culture shock now that we got really accustomed to the buy it and get it tomorrow and the drone delivery. Like we really felt like we were ramping up all of that and then especially being at home. And I do think that we as the consumers are seeing the repercussions of that a little bit. Um, But, and then on the other side of that coin though, as Taylor pointed out at the beginning of the conversation that, you know, retail sales are doing really well and they attribute that the Small Business Association of Michigan put out a scorecard and they said, we're seeing those stimulus dollars coming in we're seeing people savings like that they're spending them now like they are very much pointing to these kind of direct cause and effects here um and you kind of get both sides of it either you're not going to get what you wanted because everybody got it or you have a cash flow that's very healthy all of a sudden for this year i think we've become a little more accustomed to paradoxes (laughs) and weird (laughs) weird you know things during covid because right now michigan has the highest covid rate in the country and, you know, I'm reading your guys' work and it, it also points out that people are meeting more in person to celebrate the holidays than they have. Um, it, I don't know if we just finally reached this critical point with COVID where we're like, it's either going to get me or it's not. I'm going to start living my life. But talk about that phenomenon a little bit. Um, what's happening with like human behavior, you know, and, you know, and sp- spending, getting together, vacations, trips, all of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When I was speaking with the retail association, they were mentioning how people, when they have done surveys recently, even though Michigan has the highest COVID numbers, people really aren't that concerned to go out and go shopping. They're they're going to plan their holiday gatherings again. They they already did their sacrifice last Christmas, and now they want to get back to it. And I think a lot of it goes to the people who um, really fear the virus, have gotten the vaccine, and, and maybe feel safe, maybe got the booster. The people who don't feel the fear of the virus never really change their habits anyway. So kind of everybody is going out. I mean, when I go into stores now, I, I don't really see anybody wearing masks anymore, even though our numbers are higher than they've ever been. So it's kind of a, a weird psychology thing, but it seems like um, people are much less concerned, even though the risk is still just as high. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Lindsay, you know, we, we were all writing about this last year at this time, too, because uh Restaurants, small businesses, boutiques, all of that were really feeling the stress. And we did not, have, this time last year, we did not have the vaccines. Um, you know, how, what's different this year for them? Um, and what are we seeing with things like s- stores, franchise, whatever with, the, with mandates? With vaccine mandates, especially so the status of the, the potential federal vaccine mandate is still stayed in the courts. It's still in limbo, for lack of a better term. But um, I've been talking to a lot of small businesses about just what that means for them. And the concern is there. I mean, labor is kind of number one of will I lose employees over this? That's the, the number one fear about it. And then close second is logistics of how can I... Uh, a time and money, um, you know, for an HR director, who's going to do this, who is going to keep track of everyone's vaccine status or, um, you know, the mandate as written by OSHA right now says that everyone that's tested, then you keep every test result for every employee. And it's just a lot of paperwork, right? And so all of that goes into it. And so small businesses are concerned about that. There's no doubt about it. Even most of them will give me the caveat in an interview. Hey, I want to be really clear. We're promoting the vaccine. We encourage the vaccine for our workers. But how am I going to mandate this? Is How am I going to be the quote unquote bad guy, I think is the fear. 
Um, and so that that's definitely something that's looming. And right now, the recommendation from HR and legal is to put forth a policy. And then if it goes away in courts, then the policy can be changed or go away or whatever, but like prep for it. Um, and that's a tough position to be in though, when you are, you just make the hundred cutoff, right? Or a lot of businesses I've talked to make the hundred employee cutoff in a widespread way. It's that they have, you know, seven bagel shops and none of the seven have a hundred employees, obviously, but they're scattered about. And so that's going to be really difficult if it, if it happens as it's written, it's going to take a big adjustment for small businesses. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Behind the Headlines, an MLive podcast. Our guests today are Taylor DeSarmo and Lindsay Moore, reporters from MLive's statewide team, and we're in the holiday spirit. We're talking about uh, retail shopping and, you know, what's happening that's becoming obstacles for both retailers and perhaps shoppers who are looking to fill out their lists. And, and Lindsay and Taylor, why don't we talk a little bit now about what those, you've outlined some of the, the obstacles they're facing, employers, number one. Um, and before we just went to the break there, Lindsay, you were talking about the vaccine mandate and how small businesses have to navigate and manage that. But one of the things I heard in your answer, you didn't say explicitly was if you get a little too heavy handed trying to apply a vaccine mandate, you know, during a labor shortage that, you know, during a holiday season, you might be asking for trouble. So what have you heard from, uh, and both you and Taylor, what have you heard from the Retailer Association or individual retailers about the labor situation? Yeah, it's definitely, I think, the number one concern. I um, interviewed a really small boutique in downtown Rochester, Rochester, where I grew up, and I loved it. And it was funny to hear her on the phone. I was like, how are you guys doing workforce rise? Right. And she goes, it's just us lifers here. And I could immediately picture the woman I was talking to because she's been there the entire time I grew up. Um, But I feel for her because then I go, well, what do you do when one of you wants the day off? Or, you know, as we were talking before the break, people are in the full swing of things. Parades are back. Christmas, you know, sitting on Santa's lap is back. Christmas shopping is back. And you don't have the same labor force that you had pre-pandemic. Um, and her answer at the shop was, we cross our fingers and hope nobody gets a cold or worse. I mean, it does feel like people are on a real shoestring, you know, skeleton crew. And I feel for them because um, it's a tough time to, to be an employer and it, it's a tough time to be an employee too, right? The labor force is just kind of out of whack still. Mm-hmm. Taylor, what are you hearing from the Retailers Association? Yeah, so I'm just you definitely hear about people who are kind of threatening, oh, I'm going to quit if there's a vaccine mandate and different things. Um, I think one place to kind of look at is a lot of the hospitals, which have had some people quit or some people get suspended by not getting the vaccine, but, but they're really not that high in numbers. Although when you look at retailers right now, they're already so low on staff, like Lindsay said, that uh, if they only have five staff members and they lose one of them, that, that's, that's a huge deal to them. So it doesn't take much to, to make it even tougher on, on the retailers. Um, but it kind of remains to be seen uh, how big of an effect that the mandate would have. And obviously, I think that COVID or not, we were becoming the Amazon shopping kind of society. Um, you know, maybe their slogan this year is, you know, you can't get it, but if you could, we'd have it there tomorrow. Um, but what is, uh, what's the situation in brick and mortar right now? Obviously, we just talked about labor shortages. But one of the one of you had in your story a quote that was like, "Get out and shop." Like the attitude is, "Let's get out and shop." And are brick and mortar seeing people coming back? 
uh, in any significant amounts or numbers or people getting back out physically into the stores. Um, you mentioned sitting on Santa's lap. Um, I'm glad to know I can do that if I want to this year, but uh, what, what's the, what's happening with uh, actual physical stores? So one thing that a lot of um, small businesses in Michigan and, and across the country have done um, is before the pandemic, if you wanted to go to their store and buy something, you had to go to their store and, and buy something. Or now during the pandemic, a lot of them were forced to kind of think of new ways, whether it was curbside, a lot of places started a website for the first time and started selling e-commerce for the first time. Um, so now you might not be able to find it on Amazon, but if you go to their own website, you can buy those things there. So I think a lot of places are happy that they made that change and made that investment to do e-commerce, even if it's just right down the street from you, because maybe you don't feel safe, or maybe it's just easier to do from your couch, but you don't have to, to put a coat on and go down the street. So a lot of places have relied on e-commerce. Maybe Lindsay knows more about the actual physical stores and the attendance, but I know that that even the smallest of small stores now are are, are online, which is a good thing. Um, it, it kind of evens the playing field a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, and that was a trend, as you mentioned, that we saw in 2020, which was tough at the time, like you said, to make that investment to either hire someone or learn a totally new skill, but I think it paid off. And I think that's going to be the way of the future. To I mean, we all knew that, that COVID pushed us there, kind of exploded e-commerce, and then we'll level off and get used to it. Um, I do think people are back in stores, though. I mean, talking to retailers, they were excited to have people back for Small Business Saturday, for instance. I mean, that was a big deal, a big push. Um, And they missed it because think about, you know, whatever your local favorite shop is, you know that owner or, you know, the example I just gave you, I know exactly who's behind the counter. Um, And so that part of business, I think, will come back, um, which personally I, I appreciate. I think we were all in 2020 missing the human connection part of shopping, right? Um, And I think that will definitely come back, but something like Small Business Saturday really showed that people were eager for it. Um, And keeping those dollars local has never been more relevant. I mean, I had mentioned that the Small Business Association of Michigan put out a scorecard and they said, yes, you know, business is rebounding, but small business is not like there. We are the asterisk in that number. You know, we, we are not rebounding the same as, you know, your other stores. So keep us in mind. Um, and again, to go back to the shopping small, the latest number out of Small Business Saturday this year was uh, 67 cents of every dollar stays within your community. So That's not bad. Time. And I mean, that, that, that travels far, especially when you're you know, doing all of your dollars in your community, right? Right. And I want to pick up on a couple of things you said, just from my experience in a relatively small town, it's like 10,000 people. Um, but this past year, what I've seen is uh, the boutiques and small restaurants, uh, to your point, have been using email marketing. They've been promoting themselves with sales. They've been saying, you know, we'll, we'll serve a whole family dinner and we'll bring it to your house. You know, I mean, they're really forcing them to be innovative uh, about uh, not just their products and, and you know, their pricing and where they fit in, but marketing and, and you know, hustling a little bit. And Every you know significant era that the United States has gone through, like whether it's the Depression or World War II or whatever, we come out of it changed, you know. And it's going to be interesting to see fundamentally how you know. And, and retail was already changing due to Amazon, but fundamentally how businesses that have survived are going to kind of re, you know re, reshape the landscape of retail. Um, and so, you know, what advice would you have for, for shoppers? I know what is it, December seventh, so. 
Um, and I, I'm not half done, but I know what I need to do, but any advice for people or, or just caveats for coming into the holiday season this year? Um, I think keep an eye on your shipping dates would be my big one. At least my personal advice to myself was to do that. Um, I know the U S post office every year gives you a date that if you don't send this by X, then you won't get it by Christmas. Um, use them as a tool. They know their supply chain better than we do. And honestly, I would, if, I'm not sure that FedEx Amazon puts out the same, but I would look for it or apply the same rule to it because it's not gonna get here as fast as you think it is. Uh, all the Christmas gifts in my own personal experience, I started shopping last month and I haven't received any of them yet. So, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so the supply chain backlog is real or shift and go downtown, walk around downtown. And right. you know that's where small businesses do the majority of their business anyways, you browsing and going, ooh, and picking something up. That's where their revenue comes from. So feed that. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, all my uh, family's gifts might come from uh, the, the Ace Hardware store that's about a, two blocks from where I live. Actually, yeah, they actually have some interesting things in there. So, uh, Taylor, what about you? Any any uh, advice for shoppers, uh, for people, what to expect or what, what we should see? I mean, with supply chain inflation, worker shortages and everything, what should we expect this year in the, in the Christmas season? Yeah, so lately I've been looking a lot at inflation numbers and uh, from the past 12 months, we're up about 6.2%, which is the largest since 1990, but it's still not even close to what we were at 40 or 50 years ago. Um, but inflation is kind of a hot topic right now. I mean, things are, are more expensive than we're used to. Um, and it's kind of funny because I think like, oh, if I was a parent, uh, maybe I would be like, oh, well, maybe maybe clothing and jewelry and TVs, those are all up in price. So, so maybe I'll try something else. So, but then you look and like, well, experiences aren't going to be much cheaper because uh, lodging away from the home. So hotels are up 25% from last year, car and truck rentals up 39% from last year and unleaded gasoline is up 51% from last year. They're like, okay, well, that's not really an option either. Maybe if uh, little Johnny has been bad this year, maybe, maybe you'll just get him a lump of coal, right? Well, guess what? Coal, <laughs> coal is two times the prices last year too. So it's kind of a lose-lose situation across the board for everybody. Um, but, but just be ready to pay a little bit more this year. Um, if you're trying to shop for the best deal, there's, there might not be a ton of good deals this year, but it's not drastically more expensive. I mean, 6%. So if, if you're buying hundred dollars worth of gifts, it might be $106. So it, it might sting a little more, but, but hopefully, um, hopefully maybe your, your salary has gone up in the past year. And you know, lots of people have, have demanded better wages and the wages are increasing as well. And maybe not as fast as inflation, but, uh, that hopefully that will offset it a little bit for people. Yeah. One thing it's, I talked about the paradoxes that COVID has introduced into our life. And, you know, I follow um, deal websites, you know, I get emails every day, Brad's deals and, you know, then stuff like that where they say, you know, wow, look at, you can get a patio furniture set and it's really nice, you know, and it's 500 bucks off. Then you go to order it, you know, it comes in one color and you can't get it till March, you know? So there's, there are good prices still out there because I think the internet um, drives the prices, you know, competition is driving all the time. And, you know, everybody knows that the Walmarts of the world are trying to drive prices down, but now with the supply chain thing factored in labor costs and everything, you may not get what you want. Um, and so, you know, I'm, like I said, you might get a tool set from Ace Hardware for, for me this year, but, uh, anyway, cross your fingers that your family's not picky. 
Yeah. Well, right. You know, so, and then you, to your point also, it was, you know, in the last few years I've learned, you know, Hey, give experiences because people really enjoy that. But even, you know, even that's getting difficult. You, you'll see some um, teaser prices for airline flights and you find out you fly it at midnight on a Tuesday and it's got three connections and you get in Thursday and, you know, so it, I think people need to be less picky and they probably need to start earlier than they're hearing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. I would say, yeah, the overarching message is, you know, change your expectations this year. You're going to pay more and wait longer and we're all fed up. So have some patience. <laughs> I mean, be nice to your retail workers, I think is my third piece of advice. They're really trying. Right. Enjoy the, just have some eggnog and enjoy your family. And you mentioned the airlines and those are actually, if you look at the inflation numbers, it'll look like those are really high, but because the airline prices went down so far last year, it, they're still lower than they were um, before the pandemic. So, I mean, I've even looked and there's flights available nonstop to Florida or somewhere for 30 bucks or something. And, and you'll never really see that anywhere, anytime else. So there are still good, some good airline deals out there, but then when you go to rent a car, that's up 40, 50%. Well, right. I just got back from a, a long weekend and, in uh, Fort Myers area. And the flight was like, it was only a, you know, 189 round trip. And then the bags were $62 each. And the, you know, as I heard a comedian say, Oh, you wanted oxygen on the plane. Oh, that's, that's a hundred dollars. And it, things are changing, but I think yeah. COVID is rewiring how all of us view gratitude, you know, and I hate to moralize at the end of a Christmas podcast, but yeah, maybe to, to Lindsay's point, both of yours, just adjust our expectations, enjoy the blessings we have. And, um, you know, I am grateful for you guys. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for the great work you do for M Live. I hope you both have a wonderful Christmas. Taylor, you, you, I hope you don't get coal. <laughs> you can't too. afford it. <laughs> yeah, it's too expensive. <laughs> right, right. Maybe I'll go sell it. Maybe I do want coal. It'll be a good deal. Yeah. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to both of you. And thanks so much for joining Behind the Headlines. And there they go. Big thanks to Taylor and Lindsay for joining us. And to you, if you like what we're doing on Behind the Headlines, like, comment, and share wherever you get this podcast. Till next week, he is John Heiner. I am Eric Halkren, and this is Behind the Headlines.